Why, good afternoon, everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. And we're going to try to stick local today because there is quite a bit of news out there regarding local elections. Of course, News Talk 96.5 KPL, your home for local elections coverage. Going to make sure that we have as much of that as possible to keep you guys informed. I've talked a lot about uh, the importance of voting locally, even more important than voting in the state or federal elections. All voting is important, but local voting is where you can really make the biggest difference. And we have to talk again about Priscilla Gonzalez, who is the lone Democrat running for mayor president of Lafayette. Priscilla Gonzalez is apparently heading to court. That, according to reports out today, you can find our summary of that over at kpl965.com. She was a last-minute candidate in qualifying for mayor president. As it turns out, she did not have any Louisiana voter registration or a state driver's license, a valid state driver's license. So she went to qualify, didn't have that, had to go and get that, and then come back to qualify for the mayor president race. Now, by law, you're supposed to have been a resident in Lafayette for at least a year. And the uh, the the clerk of court's office doesn't actually uh, check that. You just sign basically an affidavit swearing all of this. And there is a lawsuit now. Uh, there is a, an objection in state court now to uh, Gonzalez's president, uh, uh, mayor president candidacy over residency concerns. Uh, here's here's the problem. Face. I, I mentioned this the other day. Facebook has what's called a transparency feature on Facebook pages. So if you have a page particularly of public interest, like a politician's page or a campaign page, any changes that are made on the page, Facebook allows anybody to go back and see the history of those changes. So on Priscilla Gonzalez's current page, you can go see where it was changed from her mayor for Corpus Christi page to mayor president for Lafayette page. You can still see posts from her time in Corpus Christi on that page. You can see how back in December, we're talking just a handful of months ago, Priscilla Gonzalez was telling people in Corpus Christi to go out and vote. And if you need a ride to send a direct message, a DM to the page. That doesn't imply 12 months of residency. What's more, when we've posted the story on KPEL's Facebook page and when other people have brought it up on her Facebook page, she said the same thing consistently on social media, that she moved to Lafayette over three years ago. But over three years ago has her moving to Lafayette before the Corpus Christi mayor's race, a race where she got roughly 5,400 votes, about 5% of the vote. There are some concerns in the community. You see it all over social media. You see it uh, 
in these reports from various news outlets, there are concerns. I mean, again, describes herself on her page as a leftist Democrat, very recently posted a picture of her and Beto O'Rourke on the page, but also has a, a post that showed a bunch of Jeff Landry paraphernalia. Now, she said that she reached out to the campaign. They asked her if she wanted to be a volunteer. They sent her a bunch of stuff anyway, so she just took a picture of that and posted it. But she also said, like, she's willing to, to in, she, she hasn't endorsed Jeff Landry, but she was willing to consider Jeff Landry because he's the only campaign that got back to her. But what, first of all, I don't know any progressive who describes themselves as the leftist because they know that leftist does not play well. Progressive plays a little bit better. So most progressives don't really call themselves leftists. And no progressive says they would come close to to Jeff Landry in terms of of support and voting. So that's causing a lot of concern for people who are of the left here in Lafayette. You see it on social media. You see a lot of it on social media. Her name is, is picking up steam and none of it has really good connotation. On her page, she posted a picture of the Acadiana Advocates uh, front page from yesterday. And above the fold on the side was a headline about her. And it's not a positive story, really. It kind of plays into some, it, it kind of, you know, talks about some of the negatives, the fact she ran for mayor, the fact she just registered to vote, much less qualify. Uh, but she thanked the advocate for covering her campaign. This is somebody who thinks that all press apparently is good press. Um, it, it it's it's a very very odd thing. Now, of course, it's it's also bringing up accusations like she was hired by one of the other campaigns to to come in and split the Democrat vote. And and I, Occam's Razor suggests that this is just a candidate who's kind of jumping into a race, being in the community, jumping into the race for the sake of jumping into a race. Again, has a history of running for mayor before. Um. I, I I don't see this as some conspiracy to split the vote. I see this as somebody jumping into a race just to jump into a race. There's also a piece at The Current about her and about this case that's going to state court about her candidacy. In this interview with The Current, she said, they can bring anything they want against me. They don't know my history. She says, they don't know I actually sue people for a living. I have a case in federal court right now, and there's nothing more that I love than going to court. This is fun for me. This is my extracurricular activity, Gonzalez adds. The Current then goes on to say, she explained that she works on a contract basis for a per- for personal injury lawyers and people who have been wrongfully terminated. Gonzalez, who has a degree in political science, says she did coursework to become a paralegal but did not complete the certification process. She is not an attorney. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the, any of that plays well. She main, she's also uh, part of the allegation from the folks bringing the lawsuit is that the State Department of Re- Revenue has no record of her paying taxes in the state. 
She maintains she filed her income tax for 2022 and is, quote, pretty sure there is an extension for her Louisiana tax return. There's a deposition hearing scheduled for the end of this week. I'm going to go back to what I said the other day. I know some of y'all may be shocked to know that I know there are some folks who are center left who listen to this show. And those of you who are center left in Lafayette who are listening to the show, I am speaking to you right now. You don't have to listen to me because, as I know, a lot of progressives don't take advice from conservatives. But hear me out. Never, and Republicans, this goes for y'all too, but never Democrats vote for somebody just because of the letter behind their name. I don't know Priscilla Gonzalez. But there are a lot of inconsistencies in her story. She says she loves going to court, but she's not a lawyer. She says she moved here over three years ago, but her Facebook page had her soliciting DMs to help people get rides to the polls in Corpus Christi back in December. She had a picture of Jeff Landry paraphernalia, but says and says that that. You know, she's willing to consider Jeff Landry, but she's a leftist Democrat. It is important that anybody going to the polls be informed before they vote. Because if you are not informed before your vote, you may see somebody's party affiliation and you may push the button for them and that may not really be somebody who represents you. Now, this could be a lot of noise and this person really is a true progressive and wants to bring something to the table in Lafayette. I just do not see it. All I see are a bunch of red flags. And it's raised the red flags of a lot of folks on social media and a lot of folks in local media. There's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of accusations. There's just, if I were somebody who tended to vote Democrat, there are far too many red flags for me to feel comfortable on that one. 232-1542 is the number That's not all the local news we have. We have a lot more to go over, plus your calls, your messages here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Let's take this break. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site, redstate.com. I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives, putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPL app chat like Billy did, Billy reached out. 
said that uh, this situation just seems kind of nuts, talking about the, the Priscilla Gonzalez situation in the mayor-president's race. And, yeah, something definitely seems up. The story just kind of keeps getting stranger. I wrote the story uh, the other day, last week. Uh, the Advocate had a story about her. Now we've got the current. Now we've got this this lawsuit, and all the all the news outlets are writing about it. It's just there's there's something weird going on, and I don't know what it is. Um, I... I applaud the democratic process. It allows anybody to jump into a race if they feel, you know, like they want to make a change. But with great power comes great responsibility. And you have to, you know, kind of know what you're wading into and know the job you're running for. And I'm I'm not sure that that's the case here. Uh, don't have enough time to get into the the rest of the mayor's president race. There's a there's a poll that came out in that race that I want to talk about. When we get back from the bottom of the hour break, I don't have enough time to address that one yet. But there is news developing in one of the statewide races. Uh, Rich Weaver has dropped out of the insurance commissioner race. So Tim Temple will take over for Jim Donlin as commissioner of insurance. And it comes at a very, what would I assume is a very stressful time for anybody to be working as insurance commissioner in Louisiana. Uh, in previous campaigns, Temple has run on the on on the platform of reducing the state's insurance costs. And uh, that's going to be put to the test because we have companies bailing out. We have rates that are skyrocketing. I mean, just all sorts of issues that we have to deal with from an insurance standpoint. And Tim Temple is walking into a situation that is nothing short of stressful, possibly chaotic. Uh, Temple uh, is a Republican who spent 20 years in the insurance business, uh, will be inheriting a thorny set of issues, the advocate writes, with the homeowner's insurance market in turmoil in South Louisiana after four hurricanes slammed Louisiana in 2020 and 2021. Homeowners, particularly those who live in coastal areas, are complaining about skyrocketing insurance rates. And, of course, we as drivers in the state are also complaining about our auto insurance and the fact that the legislature has tried to act on it but has never really fully committed to the idea of the necessary reforms that would be needed to take on really the big insurance companies and that has resulted in our race just continuing to go up. And so Tim Temple has uh, a job. He's going to have a job I don't envy. Now, Scott McKay was on Moon Graffon's show this morning and brought up a good point. That that really shouldn't be an elected position. It should be like a cabinet-level position that somebody gets appointed for. But it's really just, uh, it, it, it just sounds like hell. The insurance commissioner job sounds just like absolute hell. I don't know why anybody would be willing to jump into that, but Tim Temple apparently is the crazy son of a gun who's going to go for it. So good luck to Tim Temple, who will be our next uh, commissioner of insurance after uh, Jim Donlin steps down. All right, let's take this break. When we get back, we're going to stick to the local. There is a poll in the mayor's pres- in the mayor president's race. I've got some concerns with it. I will explain that when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL.
Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPEL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. So go over to your app store, download the KPEL News app, and listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Shout out to Boomer on the app who says, um, an uninformed vote is the worst vote. I could not agree more. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, uh, everybody should be as informed as possible. We do ourselves a disservice when we do not go out and inform ourselves. Potan and Bro Bridge points out, uh, <laughs> talking about the, the, the insurance commissioner race, uh, points out that, uh, you know, you got to have a hard time appointing an insurance commissioner if nobody wants the job now. And, and I, I agree totally. I, I think, and nothing against Tim Temple, but I think you've got to be a little bit crazy to look at the current insurance landscape and think, yep, I want to be right in the middle of that. God, again, Godspeed to to Tim Temple. All right, let's let's move on because we do have some news uh, in the Lafayette mayor president's race that is not about the Democratic candidate. There is a poll that was conducted. It was conducted for the Jan Swift campaign. The poll was done by McLaughlin and, uh, and Associates. They're a New York-based firm. And they are, they, they measured the race. And what you need to know about McLaughlin and Associates, they've got about 70% accuracy on their national polls. Um, there aren't many polls out there. Uh, and they're not affiliated with some of the key, uh, polling firms that kind of get national attention. Um, that most of their polls, they, they kind of stick to, to some of the statewide races, uh, in the past. And, uh, for example, I mean, they, they're, they're off by as much as, uh, as eight points in some of their recent polls. So uh, you do need to be aware of that. Back in 2016, uh, back in 2016, they were way off on a lot of their elect their presidential polls. So you do need to be aware that there are some accuracy concerns with them. Now, in this race, they measured three candidates because Priscilla Gonzalez was not in anybody's radar yet. Uh, wasn't even a registered voter of the state yet. But uh, the, the poll was taken August 5th through August 7th. They polled, let me make sure I get the methodology right. They polled 300, yeah, 300 likely gubernatorial primary election voters in Lafayette Parish. 
here's what they found. They have Josh Guillory at 33% in this poll. They have Jan Swift at 22% each, uh, 22% for Jan Swift and 22% for Moaning Blanco Boule, uh, and then 24% undecided. This was a poll that was commissioned, again, by Jan Swift's campaign. Polls that are conducted by campaigns and then pushed out to the media, I'm always very wary of because more often than, than not, they're attempt, they, they don't show necessarily what the lay of the land is, but what they want the lay of the land to look like. And so they start uh, campaigns all the time will start releasing polls to help shape their narrative. And the narrative from this poll very clearly it is very clearly written in the memo from McLaughlin Associates to the Jan Swift campaign. Uh, the narrative they're building is that Josh Guillory fails in all the key incumbent benchmarks and more troubling for him is viewed in a negative light, both politically and personally. And the vast majority of voters want to move away from his policies and priorities. That is what the poll found. There are four candidates in the race. Anecdotally, Josh Guillory has near universe, and, and the, the poll notes this, Josh Guillory has near universal name recognition in Lafayette. There are not many people in Lafayette who don't know who Josh Guillory is, especially among the most likely voters. Anecdotally, I don't know that the same can be said for the other two Republicans in the race. Guillory has flooded the zone with his signs. So anybody who doesn't know who Josh Guillory is, they can see his signs. They know that he is Mayor President, he's running for re-election. I've seen driving all over the parish. I've seen some signs combined for both of the other candidates. I don't know what financials look like. You don't see a whole lot of money that seems to be spent on promoting the campaigns. Guillory may get into a runoff. If this poll holds up, he's number one. He's at the top of the ballot. He'll, he'll get into a runoff against one of the other Republicans. I don't know that he's guaranteed a runoff. I just don't. I, I, I have not seen any evidence on the ground that would suggest that. And these types of polls, polls that are done by campaigns and then pushed out to the media to start shaping and crafting narratives, I'm always wary of those polls. 33% is very low for an incumbent. It's very low for somebody who is unabashedly a conservative Republican in a very conservative part of the state. And of the groups that you kind of hear whisperings about that, that may not be happy with Josh Guillory, may not like Josh Guillory, those are groups that have also been working alongside Guillory since he came into office. 
And to be absolutely fair, the beginning of his term was hectic. And there's been a lot of negative press. But he has overcome a lot of it. And his administration, whether you believe them or not, they have always come out and they've always answered the questions when it comes to some of those issues. In my experience, they have. Now, there have been local media outlets that have not gotten the answers they've wanted. And yes, there have been some times when the Guillory administration has been kind of tricky to get a hold of at best. But they've always come back with an answer. And they are pushing for transparency. Whether you agree that they're being transparent or not, they are pushing that. They are show, they are they are touting themselves as transparent. And again, whether or not you believe they are, that 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 optics of transparency is just as important when it comes to voters. Nothing out there suggests that Guillory's in a whole lot of trouble. He may get forced into a runoff. I don't think his support is at 33%. I just don't. There is no evidence other than this poll commissioned by a certain campaign, which was then pushed out publicly to suggest it. I would be very interested to know what internal polling would look like. And I know local candidates are running internal polling. I've been polled in the internal polling. I know it's out there. But a poll that's commissioned and then immediately released to news media is a poll that's meant to shape the narrative. And I'm not convinced that it's an accurate lay of the land. I could be wrong on that. My gut reaction to those types of polls, though, usually pays off. That's just how campaigns, how elections have always done polls. I mean, we had one uh, in in the midterms in 2022, Uh, The Holden Hogan campaign released a push poll that showed Clay Higgins is very vulnerable. Clay Higgins blew him out of the water. I mean, those polls are meant to take a strong incumbent and make them look a lot weaker. And that appears to be what this poll is. We shall see going forward. I imagine that the Guillory campaign has commissioned some polling of their own. And I imagine that they're not too worried. They've spent a lot of money on signage. They've spent a lot of money flooding the zone with those signs. They are pushing very hard for that re-election. And I, I imagine he's got the financial... He's got the finances in his campaign. He's got the support in his campaign to keep flooding the zone from here on out.
232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. We'll wrap up the show after this break here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. If you guys listen to the Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, Go to your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this from, and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to get into these last few minutes here on the program or send a message to the KPEL app chat. There is a little bit of national data that I want to talk about. And um, it's not good. And I, I don't I don't want to make it political, although part of it is political because of the current economic situation. But I more than it being political, it is a, a, a pretty, it's a pretty bad economic situation for Americans. 47% of credit card holders currently carry debt from month to month. That's up th- from 39% in December of 2021. 60% of Americans with credit card debt have carried the debt for more than one year with an average monthly interest rate of 22.59%. $1,600 is the average monthly mortgage payment for a starter home in the United States, following a 13% increase from last year. $402,600 is the median home price after the U.S. housing market saw a record price increase last month. 50% fewer affordable houses are on the market today versus 2012. 23% is more than what you will pay. I'm sorry, 20 per, 23% more is what you will pay at the grocery store compared to pre-COVID prices. $709 more per month is what the average household will pay for standard goods and services compared to two years ago. And 37% is the percentage of Americans who feel very confident about reaching their retirement goals. It's down from 53% in 2021. We have a bad economic situation on our hands. And yeah, sure, inflation has gone down, but inflation going down means that prices are up, but by not by as much as they were previously. Prices are still going up, and the American consumer is still getting priced out of basic needs like cars, houses, groceries, utility bills. They're stuck taking on more and more debt to pay off the things they need to pay off, only to have more things they have to pay off in the long run. And to close it on the political note, Kamala Harris just last week claimed that Bidenomics is working, wages are up, and inflation has fallen 12 months in a row. That's what they want you to believe, that everything is hunky-dory right now. And it's not. None of those numbers I just read to you are good. 
we have to do better. And it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show. An uninformed voter is a plague on American democracy. Go out, study the candidates, study the issues, and vote this year and next year. That's it for me. I'm out for the next two days. I'll be back on Monday here on the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, and email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast version of the show is going up shortly over at JoeCunninghamShow.substack.com. You guys have a great one, great weekend. Talk to you again soon. Shannon is offsides next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.